Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, how you doing? Good morning to you. It's uh, a Monday in May, May uh, 14th to be exact. And uh, welcome to the program, which is, as always, a blank slate waiting to be filled in by you, me, anybody, through discussion, emails, phone calls, whatever. <sighs> okay, that wasn't a sigh, that wasn't a sigh, that wasn't a sigh. I've really done pretty good, not, you know, sighing in your ear um, in the last uh, few months. I, it, is my, it is my pledge to myself, although I think that was a little bit of a sigh. Uh, I, I just want a correction, correction, seem to, or, or just a, it's not a correction, it's just an addendum to a conversation we had last week. Uh, we were talking about this, the way women stand when they're being photographed, you know, with their hands on their hips, and um, that's sort of like model pose. And I had said something like, yeah, you just see, I don't remember, I never have stood like that for a photo. And remember, I mean, and now when you look at the scene column, which is the, um, you know, what used to be the society column in uh, in our local paper, but, uh, it, it, which, air, which, God, Colin, wake up! Woo! Okay. Uh, the scene column, which is on Mondays uh, in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, uh, has lots of pictures of people uh, taken at uh, various soirees and uh, nonprofit uh, events, uh, charitable events, raise money, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, today being Monday, I checked out the scene column, and <laughs> there were plenty of pictures of women, and none of them were doing that. So I just want to say that maybe we or I, excuse me, I don't need to involve you, maybe I overstated it. I don't know, because there was the first scene column since I'd made that remark, and nobody was standing like that. So just wanted to say that. Also, I just saw on uh, Twitter, uh, right before the show started, and I'll have to read it later, uh, that The New Yorker this week uh, has a very big profile article about a uh, a young woman from here uh, who is attempting to unseat uh, a member of the state legislature, the New Yorker. But they chose uh, Summer Lee, and some of you have seen her campaign, uh, um, what do you call those? Placards, billboards, what do you call them? Signs. Sign would do perfectly well uh, around, or maybe you haven't, but I have. Uh, she's taking on one of the uh, Costas, of which there are too many to name, uh, Paul Costa, I believe, who has served as the state uh, representative uh, in the district that includes Braddock for a long, 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 long time. And uh, she is a young African-American woman, Summer Lee. 
and uh, she is uh, waging, I mean, for the first time, and this is tomorrow, guys, election tomorrow, huh? She is attempting to uh, unseat him uh, in the primary. Now, I have to tell you, uh, I don't believe he's had a challenge in God knows how long. You don't challenge castas around here in primaries. You just don't. They're too big a uh, uh, political uh, family. Um, their name recognition alone. I mean, people just see Costa. They don't even know which Costa it is. They vote for him. So uh, Summer Lee, who, by the way, is the candidate for the Socialist Democrats. Is that the I, I, Democratic Socialists? Something like that. And she'll say, I don't know, you want to call me a socialist? Call me a socialist. People, uh, you know, but this is Bernie Sanders mold, uh, socialist, very progressive, more progressive than Paul Costa, who she's running against. Anyway, so the New Yorker has done a very, really extensive, big, more so than any I've, thing I've seen in the local media, which again, I have to say, I'm getting a little sick and tired of finding out stuff about my hometown from national sources that, that I should have gotten from local news. And maybe I missed it, but I, I don't know. The other one recently was that incredible story. Might have been in the New York Times or the Washington Post about the uh, Republican uh, state representative. All these stories take us back to Harrisburg. We're just not covering it. We're not covering local politics here. About the Republican uh, female co uh, House member who has actually a bodyguard by her side every inch of the way from the time she parks in the in the garage at the state capitol uh, to the time she uh, then goes home. She has uh, a guard from the sergeant-at-arms office by her because she has a protection from abuse order against another member of the house who just sits about six rows down from her in the house chamber. I mean, that's, that's incredible. A guy who has refused to resign, even though there are, she's not the only woman accusing him of, of, uh, of frightening and violent sexual uh, abuse. But the Republicans in, in Harrisburg are not forcing him out because, uh, after all, if he just hangs in for a little while longer, he'll get his pension and health care for the rest of his life, paid for by you. So I'm sick of reading those stories in other publications. That should have been a page one huge story in the, in the Post-Gazette. Summer Lee should have this kind of heavy, but I, they just don't do it anymore here. And I got to tell you, it's scary. That is scary. And she's not the only one. She's not the only story here. You've got Dom Costa, who uh, 
I don't know why they're gunning for the Costas, but they are. Dom Costa. Uh, I don't know if it's Paul's cousin, I think. Who uh, is being primaried by, I want to say her name is In Inamorata? It's, it's like an... Yeah, I think it might be in Amarada, and I'm seeing a lot of her signs up in uh, Stanton Heights, which I drive through often. Um, and I think he's running scared. So that he's trying to tell Republicans uh, in the uh, primary tomorrow to write him in on the Republican side so that he could maybe get the Republican nomination and still run in the general against her. So I, I wow. So we got this, uh, you know, this is the kind of sort of grassroots stuff that you keep hearing about that has happened as a result of, um, well, <laughs> we know what and who. And this energy coming from people who have never run for political office who are getting in. Now, how many will end up being victorious? I don't know. But if they stick to it and keep on coming... Uh, eventually they are going to start whittling away at the stranglehold that the incumbents have had in, in Harrisburg. And we know that the incumbents in Harrisburg are overwhelmingly white male Republicans or white male Democrats, a few, few and far between, but there they are. Okay, so just pointing that out, if any of you want to uh, eyeball that, um, increasingly, if you want your local news, you have to look at national publications. <laughs> God. Okay. Now, I know the big story today about the uh, dedication of the uh, uh, U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem as I left home uh, I turned on some of the cable stations, and they were all showing it in the same way, um, which, of course, will upset uh, Trump, which is, it was a split screen. On one side is, uh, you know, the, the, the festivities, uh, the goings-on at the dedication in Jerusalem with, uh, with us, that'd be Americans, being represented by... Ivanka and Jared and uh, so there's that picture on one side and then on the other side there's um, mayhem uh, occurring on the Gaza border and uh, a lot of people a lot of Palestinians uh, dying uh, today uh, in that which I'm sure it was obviously the intent to uh, draw the any positive news or whatever away. I mean, every, everybody's a marketing expert now. I mean, this is what it's all about. But I have to tell you, one of the things that I was... I also had the misfortune of seeing an American minister uh, give a... I don't know, was it a benediction? I guess it was a benediction or something at this uh, Jerusalem event. And, I mean, are you aware of who this guy is? So this is who the State Department, or Trump, I don't know, chose 
let me find some just so I get it all correct here. Uh, the guy who did it is this pastor, Robert Jeffress. Uh, if you watch Fox News, you've seen him because he, the, the good pastor, uh, is a contributor to Fox News and uh, has a mega church in uh, Dallas. And uh, he is a brimstone, uh, you know, Baptist. And he's a good buddy of the President of the United States. So he uh, got up and led a prayer at this dedication uh, ceremony of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Which, by the way, I have um, seen that building more than once in my life because I've been to Jerusalem few times and uh, they haven't built a new embassy this was a building that has always been there that is what's the what's underneath an embassy a a mm, can't think but that's what it was so the embassy our embassy was in uh, Tel Aviv and um, this was just a, a, it's not that big it's a you know it's, Nice building, a lot of security around it. And so now they're, instead of being whatever that name is I can't think of, it's now uh, being called the the embassy. And, I mean, it does. I mean, it, it, if you put your embassy where the country, where the country who you're placing the embassy in, where their government is located, um, in that regard, it makes sense to <laughs> put it in Jerusalem because if you've ever been to Jerusalem, that's where their government is. That's where, if you want to go see, like, their Congress, the Knesset, uh, you go to Jerusalem. If you want to go to the Supreme Court there, you uh, go to Jerusalem. So the Israeli government is <laughs> in Jerusalem. And um, in that regard, just, I mean, countries refusing to acknowledge that and keeping their embassies um in another city is is well again it's all statecraft anyway this jerk who got hired to do the dedication is a guy who has said that Jews are going to hell how do you ask somebody who says because Jews are Jews and not Christians, they're going straight to hell. How do you have him give the uh, the like opening prayer thingamajig at this Israeli event, which is, of course, the only Jewish state in the in the world? Um, How do you ask somebody who, so he's looking at all these Jews in front of him and uh, he might be saying, and we dedicate, but he's thinking, you're all burning in hell. I, 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 and, and that's not, I mean, that's not all. That's not all. This guy thinks everybody's burning in hell, but, uh, but him and others who uh, subscribe to whatever kind of Christianity it is, 
that he subscribes to. He has said more revolting, unbelievable, slanderous things about Islam. Whew. I mean, he's been easy on the Jews next to what he's done to the Muslims. Uh, he's called them pedophiles. He's uh, oh, they're going straight to hell. I mean, they're they're on the express train. The Jews might get a local. I don't know. I don't know. And oh, and and I guess Mitt Romney's bouncing off the walls because he said the same about uh, about Mormons. Called it a cult. Uh, if you're Hindu, if you're Buddhist, if you're uh, uh, anything other than, I think a Baptist. You are going straight to hell. He's called Muhammad a bloodthirsty warlord. <laughs> Why would you? I mean, again, if statecraft is all about optics and and marketing and um, what? Oh, and of course, I needn't tell you. I mean. He, I mean, he recoils at the thought of uh, homosexuality. I mean, you're, homosexuals are going straight to hell, too, even if you are. Uh, why would you ask a guy like this? I'm asking, I don't know, probably Trump, the State Department, whoever, Bolton, whoever, whatever genius came up with putting this hateful, man. And then I was interested in seeing if at the end he would of course say something about Jesus. Now granted the uh, Jerusalem is a place Jesus uh, yeah he died there. And he did. He ended it with we asked this in uh, the name of the our Savior Jesus Christ. And what I wanted to, I mean, I got to tell you, that doesn't go over well in a, with a bunch of Jews. It just doesn't. If you're doing a prayer, could we, um, you know, not just specify one religion which leaves us out? And what drives me crazy is if this Pastor Robert Jeffress is right, that you have to believe uh, in a certain kind of Christianity to get to heaven, then I got news for him. Jesus isn't there because he died a Jew. Last time I looked, I don't know. It's, it, it so pissed me off this morning. I know other people have bigger fish to fry in this, but it so pissed me off. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Barbara writes, she was watching it too. He actually did not look at the audience. <laughs> you know, why would he? Why would he look at all these people who are who are doomed to be burning in hell? Uh, you know, in a, another decade or two. No, he didn't look. You're right. He didn't look at the audience at all. He had his his eyes closed in a kind of reverie. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. (sighs) 
And other than that, forgive me if I don't wade into the horrors that are going on there right now. Um, it's it's an implacable problem. I uh, I personally uh, do think it is legitimate for Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel. I mean, historically it was, biblically it was. Uh, all you got to do is go there and walk into the old city, and if that ain't a Jewish city from thousands and thousands of years ago, I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> Just saying. And if being there first is any, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. The first time I did go to Israel was 1963. And uh, Israel was, uh, we were in Jerusalem, but I didn't get anywhere near the, uh, the old city, the walls, the walled city, because uh, there was a big gate there manned by Jordanian soldiers, and uh, there was no going in if you were a Jew. So I remember being that close to the old city of Jerusalem and thinking, how? Oh, I can't believe we can't go there. <laughs> My God. Jews pray at... Um, now, we say at the Passover Seder, next year in Jerusalem, it's a dream that's, you know, in every Jew's heart. So, to be that close, but not be able to really go there. Anyway, I just want to point out, by the way, that the Jordanians holding Jerusalem was ridiculous. If, the, if you think the Jews having access to it is somehow ridiculous, then you'd have to explain why the Jordanians were holding it. Nobody recognized their right to hold onto Jerusalem, except the Brits. <laughs> but if you know anything about the British um, in Palestine, uh, it is uh, not a pretty picture nor story. Um but the world generally did not acknowledge Jordanian rights. I mean, if anybody had a right, it was Israel. It's ridiculous to think otherwise. I'm sorry, but it's ridiculous to think otherwise. And so four years after I stood there at that gate in disbelief, um, there was a war, the infamous Six-Day War. And Israel took the rest of Jerusalem. So I have now been to the inside. I cannot tell you how, how astonishing a place it is and how you should go. <laughs> For Christians, it's, it blows you away, I'm sure. It just blows you away. Jews blows you away. The history there uh, for those two religions and for Muslims, but not quite as much. But uh, it, it, to me, I mean, it's just you're walking on those stones and you got to figure, man, Jesus, if you're a, yeah, Jesus was right here.
You walk into the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and you think, they say he was buried right there. You know, I say that because it's a lot of apocryphal stuff where things get pointed that this is where that happened. But there is no doubt that as you make your way around there, the Mount of Olives, and all, it's all right there. It's just there. So if you're a, a Christian, and I, it, you know, in the times I've been in Israel, it's quite clear that the, the tourist trade there is, um, I think now, overwhelmingly Christian. Anyway, I just, I do want to say that while Israel is just nothing now, but uh, under Netanyahu, uh, is, it's, it's so sad, and it breaks my heart. I do say that Jerusalem <laughs> would be the capital of Israel if the world hadn't gone stark raving nuts about Israel in general. So that's all I'm saying. And something else happened regarding Israel yesterday that is mind-blowing to me. And that is, you know, you've heard of this Eurovision uh, thing. It's like American Idol, only much bigger in which it started with only European countries, uh, each putting in a group uh, of singers or somebody, I mean, it's, and it's a, a song contest. And, I mean, the whole European, the whole continent is glued to their sets watching this thing, this competition. And the people, there are judges, but ultimately people vote. So you got Austrians voting, Cypriots voting, Germans voting, English voting, French, Greek, people from all over vote. And unbelievably, a Israeli teenager, no, she's not, she's 25, a young Israeli woman won. <laughs> With voting by people from all these other countries that supposedly despise Israel. It, it, it confuses me. Because if Israel was so despised, if we were now so tribal... No one would vote for an Israeli. You wouldn't want the Israelis to have the, you know, the, the Jewish word is nachas. You wouldn't want them to be able to say, oh, it's wonderful. She won. And it was a feminist song called Toy, T-O-Y. And I haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it's out there, it, and the New York Times describes it as a defiant anthem about female empowerment. But she's an Israeli, and people from countries who despise her country voted for her. It makes, to me, that's a moment of uh, wonderfulness that somehow this did not become political because if it were political, no Israeli would win.
And they say it was sort of a Me Too-themed song. The, uh, it was in Lisbon this year. Who, the, the country of whoever wins gets the contest next time around. So Eurovision, this huge, huge thing, is going to be in Jerusalem next year. We'll see if countries boycott it. I don't know. I don't know. And I know technically Israel is not a European country, but as it, and I was confused by that, but as it turns out, you don't have to, I mean, other countries, it's gotten so big, I mean, Australia's in it. Um, and Israel has won it before. They had uh, actually a streak in the 70s before they, the world decided they were evil incarnate. Uh, 1978 and 79, Israel won. And then they won again in 80-something. No, 98, 98. And so this is, um, wow. And, and the Times does say the victory was all the more astonishing because Netta Barzilai, that's the woman's name, was catapulted into first place by the popular vote. This global popular vote. And she was representing one of the most unpopular countries in the world right now. So yeah, I don't know. Israel's really in the news today. Okay, let's get off of that. Do you have that picture? Can we put that up? I won't assault your if you're if you're looking at this. Let me know when it's up there. I came upon a picture on the internet yesterday, Mother's Day. That was so appalling. It just, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a um is it up? Okay, you look at that. That is Mary Trump, Trump's mother. And I guess he's the, someone put a picture of him next to it. Is that up too? Yeah. Um, just trying to, because, I mean, you see her hair and you think, oh, my God, that's where, you know, he got the idea or something. But And she looks just like, he looks just like her. But it looks so much like him in a frightening kind of a way. I showed it to my son, and he said, "That's not re- that can't be real. You know, and in this day and age, you have to, yeah, be careful. And I thought, but I think it is. I mean, I have seen other pictures of her, not that old, and not that unflattering a picture, but uh, I think that's her. Will you look at that? Oh. And he, by the way, I guess yesterday tweeted or talked about his mother on Mother's Day and, you know, said all the kinds of things that you're supposed to say, I guess, or not. That would be incredible if he had. Never mentioned his wife, the mother of his child, who he doesn't seem to acknowledge either, Baron. Have you ever seen, somebody pointed out, 
the other day. Have you ever seen a picture of Trump with Barron in anything other than some stage thing where they're both stiffly not interacting at all? Have you ever seen a picture of this man interacting, showing affection for his son, Barrett? Because if you have, I wish you'd send it to me because I never have. Unbelievable. Okay, you can take it down. I think it's too horrific to, you know, sorry. I should have warned you. You know how they warn you on the news. Um, if you are easily upset, by the, you might want to leave the room. Okay. Chuck writes, I am one of those who currently lives in Connor Lamb's old 18th district, but in the fall, Connor Lamb is running in the new 17th district, where I don't live. Now, in the new 18th district, that is now Connor Lamb's, but it won't be in another few months, there are no Republicans on the primary ballot. Really? Well, it doesn't mean there won't be a Republican in the general. Only two Democrats, Mike Doyle. Oh, it's Mike Doyle. So Doyle now, that's where he is. That's where he is? In the 17th? Really? Does that mean I'm in the 17th? Because he's my, he's my guy. He represents me. Am I in the 17th now? I don't even know what district I'm in. What? Mike Doyle and Janice Brooks. It is easy to get confused. Well, you've confused. <laughs> I really don't know. Everybody, go to the polls tomorrow if only to see what the hell district you're Well, actually, you're still in whatever the old district is. No, but these can, the, the candidates will, uh, in the primary, are for the new districts. Well, it is confusing. Anyway, Chuck wants to remind people that there are other races. Yeah, there's governor, lieutenant governor, senator, Pennsylvania House. It, listen, guys, if we haven't figured out that it is not those biggies that are important, it is the state house races. It is who sits on the party committee who ends up choosing and endorsing candidates. It is at the lowest level, and that happens in these unspectacular elections tomorrow. If you don't vote tomorrow, I'm never speaking to you again. I don't know how I'll carry that out, but I'm not, damn it. This is where, if you want to know why you can't find a Democrat in Harrisburg, it is because Democrats don't go to the polls in these elections. This election tomorrow is important, as I've said. You vote Democrat, you vote women. And you just don't vote for white men if you can. I'm serious, and I'm sorry, white guys, and I know that's no way to vote. But right now it is. In this moment, it is. 
I'm in a mood. Hey, here's some happy news. And one of you alerted me to the fact uh, a long time ago. But uh, for those of you who watch American Idol, which I did mention because of Eurovision thing, uh, American Idol, uh, I only watched about a half hour because I just really... <laughs> anyway, they're down to just three people. And you know who one of them is? Uh, a teenager from Munhall. Uh, yeah. Her name's Gabby or something. Gabby. And she's, uh, she looks like she should be on Fox News. I'm sorry, but, she, you know, she's a pretty blonde. And seems much older than, she's in high school. What the hell? I'm not sure what high school, if you're in Munhall, where you go. But uh, there she is. And uh, she's, um, she could win, obviously. She's one of three. She's gotten this far. So just saying. And I guess because when you get this high, they do some. She's giving a free concert sometime this week, right? At uh, the Casino Amphitheater. Don't ask me. Just saying. Might want to look it up if you want to check her out. Yeah, and little Tony says, oh, my God, that picture. Um, he said, I wish I could unsee it. I'm sorry. It was. It was a nasty thing to do on a Monday morning. Gabby Barrett, her name is. And wait. I'm going to get you a little information, having said that. So Gabby Barrett, is, and she's like a country singer. Uh, what about her? So she's doing this uh, concert. Tuesday, tomorrow, just like that, I, just like that, tomorrow at 7, it's free, so be there, be square, and obviously be there early, and let's hope it doesn't thunderstorm on her, but there you have it, and speaking of that area, and entertainment, and uh, rain, and stuff like that, it was so wonderful having McCutcheon back. <laughs> so there was the cutch at uh, PNC Park wearing the wrong uniform and what was a riot is I mean I the crowd so loves him that he you know standing ovation standing ovation and though I watched the game I think Saturday night which was rain delayed and I mean he he cracked a a double yeah I think yeah and the crowd was you know hey they're cheering and I remember thinking okay enough cognitive dissonance here I mean he's now the uh go-ahead run uh pirate fans <laughs> for the Giants I, I know we love him but you don't have to cheer when he gets on second base and, in fact, ended up scoring, and they went ahead, but they ended up losing, yay. So, but, boy, do we love him. And what a class act. I just have to say, I'm, I just love the guy. Okay, Brooks says, I'm in the new, okay. You are still in the 18th. You sure of that, Lou? I'm still in the 18th, okay. And Brooke says, I'm in the new 14th. <laughs> How can anybody keep straight? 
We have four Democrats on the primary and two Republicans on the ballot. Oh, you got that Rick Saccone, Guy Reschenthaler race. Um, oh, and God, thank God, tomorrow it'll be over. Those horrible commercials. I mean, the political commercials. I really, I really run screaming from the room. I mute my television. I cannot take it. They are so disgusting. Anyway, Brooke wants to say, to the people in the new 14th, please choose someone who can beat Saccone or Reschenthal. I think Reschenthal is going to win the nomination. The League of Women Voters website will show you your ballot in advance. Take a look. Take a look. That's now, I don't know what the 14th is redrawn is considered a toss-up district now or is it pretty much still a red district? I don't know. Ed says, this website has all the information a voter will need tomorrow. It is www.vote411.org. Vote411.org. It'll show you the preview of the ballot. And, uh, okay, vote411.org. Please, please, please. And you know what it's going to be. The turnout tomorrow will be as abysmal as ever, we're going to, um, Amy's posting a link as we speak to my Facebook, okay? So it'll it'll be there. By the way, uh, Amy uh, ha- is posting a lot of stuff to my Facebook page, which is, is it just Lynn Cullen? It's Lynn Cullen something. Do you know? How do you even get to it? Just Lynn Cullen? Okay. I hate being the old lady, you know. Okay, just Lynn Cullen. Anyway, when we talk about something on the show or maybe an article or something, often it's there. So it's an easy way to um, access some of the stuff that we've been talking about. Okay, I think I got that. Uh, Oh, my God, I have to do this. Over the weekend, I think it was Friday night, actually, uh, the president's um, supposed babysitter, uh, that would be his uh, chief of staff, John Kelly, was interviewed on NPR. And my God, he's vile. I'm sorry, guys. He's vile. So they're talking about immigrants. And he said this. There's a quote about immigrants. They are not people that would easily assimilate into the United States, into our modern society. They are overwhelmingly rural people in the countries they come from. Fourth, fifth, sixth grade education, kind of the norm. They don't speak English, they don't integrate well, and they don't have skills. That's what he said. And then somebody, namely a woman named Jennifer Mendelson, did something wonderful. She looked up Kelly's ancestry. (laughs) And here's what she found. The 1930 census shows that his great-grandparents 
were living with his daughter, with their daughter, son-in-law, and grandchildren, one of whom was Kelly's mother. Okay, so in 1930, Kelly's mom was living with her grandparents, along with, I mean, that was a family, it often was the case, um, you know, multiple generations uh, living together. And uh, they were from Italy. And his, so now, he, so his mother's grandfather had been in this country for 47 years. He immigrated from Italy. He was not yet a citizen. The census shows that. He had never become a citizen. His wife had been here for 37 years and spoke no English because all that's on the census. So, <laughs> so his people came in. Yeah, this is the way it was. And came in. And they begot a guy who sits right next to the President of the United States. But they never became citizens. They never, the grandma, his great-grandmother never learned English, even though she'd been here for 37 years. And then they do, dig even deeper. There's a 1910 census showing another great-grandfather, Giuseppe Pedalino, and his second wife, Conchetta, he was a wagon driver, no skills, no skills, and she was illiterate and could not speak English 10 years after her arrival. Okay, this is just to tell these SOBs who make these disgusting statements, looking down their noses at people who are every bit like their grandparents, like their great-grandparents. And that's what America is. Uneducated, unskilled people come to our country and within a generation or two beget extraordinarily successful people. That is what has made America strong. And then there's this horror show, the woman from that blonde babe, Tommy, Tammy, Tommy Lauren? What's her? I didn't even know how to pronounce it. Tammy, Tommy. And she also was making statements. That's not what this country is about. A bunch of people, just because they want to come, being able to come here and not contribute. So somebody dove into her <laughs> ancestry. And yeah, the immigrants that she comes from came here, illiterate, not speaking English, were here for decades, still didn't speak English, still illiterate. I'll tell you, mine did better than that. What are they thinking? What are these idiots thinking from Kelly to her? These Republicans, these people who are anti-immigrant. What are they thinking? And are they thinking that these 
poor, the huddled masses yearning to breathe free who now come here. And not on an easy way. They don't take jets in. I mean, risking their lives, risking separation from their children, which is another thing we do, which is so repulsive and so cruel. And to make statements like John Kelly made or like this idiot made is to show such an astonishing ignorance of our nation's history and of the the uniqueness of this country I can try to find the idiotic thing she said it's you know you can't even you can't make it up you can't make it up they're just filled with hate is what it is. Hate and fear. Here's what she said. Tommy Lauren or Lauren. This was on Fox. She says, you don't just come into this country with low skills, low education, not understanding the language. Come into this country because someone thinks it makes them feel nice. That's not what this country is based on. That's a direct quote that's exactly what this country is based on how can they profess to be proud Americans what are they proud of what is it they're proud of I don't even understand that By the way, just because I just got that off my Twitter account, I, I noted another thing that I saw over the weekend, which is just so unbelievable and, again, emblematic of the horror show that is now the executive branch of our country. Um, the White House decided to have some kind of a uh, military uh, spouse appreciation event or something. And so they invited and hosted a whole bunch of um, people whose uh, spouses are in the armed forces. And then they took this big, huge picture of the group. Can I send this to you too? And could you put this up? Is that possible? All right. Um, hang on. And uh, I'm trying. And there is not a non-white person visible. It's this huge, huge, huge group and not uh, anything but a bunch of white people. White women, it looks like, to me. Um, okay, as soon as Amy gets it, she can set it up. And this is why... This is, <laughs> while our, our armed forces, who these women, I guess, were representing at the White House, um, our armed forces are 40% non-white, brown and black and yellow, if we want to use those stupid terms, okay? Brown and black and yellow. But they ain't white. 
40%. And this picture is nothing but white people. And that can't be some kind of an error. That can't be some kind of a, oh, I guess this is us. For some reason, only white women showed up. And also by having it, this had to have been a, if you were doing spouses, thanking spouses of our armed forces, why would you just have women? I don't get that either. Because there's so many women in the armed forces serving uh, away from their families, uh, and 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 it's their husbands who are holding down the fort at home. Or what? How do you get an appreciation day for spouses of our armed forces, and that's what you get—a whole bunch of white women, no men. And I mean, maybe this was, maybe it was, just, but why would you do that? Because our armed forces, I don't know what percentage are female, but it's sizable and growing, and 40% are non-white, and yet this is the picture. Did you ever get it, Amy? You never got it. All right, I'll handle it. If you ever do, stick it up, but I mean, I don't know. There are so many things I just shake my head about all the time. You know, and this, um, the fact that he, have I said his name today? I said Mary Trump. I don't think I said his. Anyway, how he infects our lives. Um, I mean, I was at a funeral this weekend. And talking to people who, you know, I, I didn't know, but who came up to me and we were talking and we're talking about him at a funeral. Just can't get away, can't escape. <laughs> it's amazing, really amazing. And then there's this weird thing Trump did. He tweeted over the weekend President Xi of China and I are working together to give massive Chinese phone company ZTE a way to get back into business fast. The reason they went out of business is our we had trade uh, you know restrictions because they were messing with American manufacturers' ability to sell their products. Exactly what Trump wants. And then they came crying to him saying. We had to close that entire facility. And Trump tweets, too many jobs in China lost. Commerce Department is instructed to get it done. Wait a minute. Who is he the president of? Now he's the president of China as well as Russia? What is this? The fact of the matter is, is just a day ago, the Commerce Department along with the rest of the government, was aligned against this very company. The reason being, the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Defense, and other of our intelligence uh, agencies 
have warned the White House that ZTE are a threat to our security because they embed some kind of thing into the into the phones they make. They make phones. Um, their technology, their phones, pose a major cybersecurity threat. That's what our own agencies tell us. And then Trump puts restrictions on them and a whole bunch of other people. They can't continue to make their phones without stuff from us. So they stop production. And then the president of China says, calls Trump and says, you know, and Trump says, well, my God, we can't have a bunch of Chinese getting thrown out of work. We got to fix that. So does this president have a effing clue about what he's doing? Does he understand the consequences of anything he does? Because he is so quick to just turn on a, a dime and undo something when he realizes what it has done. And often he is, he's just wrong. He's wrong all the way through. But this is something that happened as a result of his restrictions, which people in our intelligence community were, um, were happy about. <laughs> Uh, he's ordered it uh, redone. We got to get those poor Chinese people back to work. God knows that is the what the President of the United States should be worrying about. As for you American workers who are out of work, meh. <sighs> Go figure. Unbelievable. Okie doke, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it for me. Uh, tomorrow I'll be back and we'll have Susan with us and uh, maybe we'll have a more uplifting program. I certainly hope so myself. Have a great day. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.